Hello, this is Trini from Trini London, and you're listening to Get Lippy. From Marie Claire in style and beauty crew, you're listening to Get Lippy, the podcast that lifts the lid on all things beauty. I'm Bettina Tyrrell, beauty editor at InStyle. And I'm Sally Hunwick, beauty director on Murray Claire. And today we have such an exciting episode, don't we, Bettina? We do, Sal. We've taken over the studio while Carly is sunning herself in the beautiful Maldives. So don't feel too sorry for her. No, we're not, we don't feel sorry for her. But we've taken over the studio because we have a special, special guest in. For those of you who don't know who Trini Woodall is, she's a stylist, she's a fantastic author, and she's one of the hosts of What Not To Wear, which was a huge, huge hit in the early 2000s. Gosh, I, I learned everything from that Oh show. my God, I love Trini <laughs> I and Susanna. So Trini is on a mission to make beauty simple for women of all ages, which is why she's launched her range of stackable beauty products, Trini London, here in Australia, finally. I've been wanting to get my yep. hands on this stuff. In Australian dollars, which is super exciting. And if you follow Trini on Instagram, you'll know she's all about authentic beauty conversations, which is why we're so excited to invite her into the Get Lippy studio. And she really did not disappoint when we chatted to her, did she? She was awesome. I loved her. And she shared so much from the product she puts on her face that smells like a farm animal. I know. I love that. That was her her words. words. Not ours. (laughs) To why she wears a sheet mask on the back of her motorcycle, which is actually true and she shows you all on Instagram. She even wore an LED in the back of a taxi. Yeah, while she was here in Australia. She's nuts. I think she scared the Uber driver. (laughs) We love her. So guys, sit back and enjoy our chat with Trini Woodall. Welcome, Trini. Hi. Hi, Trini. So nice to have you in the studio. Good to be here. A lot of Australians will know you from your hugely successful TV show, What Not to Wear. And now you've added a beauty brand to your name, Trini London. Has beauty always been an area of interest for you? Quite obsession that's built up. I mean... I think beauty always stems when we have something that we want to change because it makes us more focused on it. And I had acne from sort of 13 to 30. So there was that early focus on what can I use to change my face? And, you know, when you have acne, you feel very unattractive as a woman. So, you know, it was the time I was beginning to date and I would decide I would go to a restaurant and if I had down lighting, I'd make sure that I wasn't in the restaurants with bad down lighting. I was that self-conscious. So I was always on a quest to kind of sort my acne out and cover it up. So I think it came before clothing, actually. Really? Mm. Well, actually, I say that, but then I talk a bit about being... I I went to a boarding school quite early because my parents travelled a lot. And I was always left at the school when other girls were, you know, going Mm. away. There were still some of us there, the sort of stragglers. And we would then, you know, dress up at the weekends and I would make the girls over literally with crayons. We didn't have makeup then. But I always was interested in making over friends. So that sort of whole package, the idea that you don't just do one thing, I think has always been within me. Um, so in a way, when I do a makeover on a woman and when I do what not to wear, the thing they'd always notice the first was makeup. And when I'm feeling a little bit flat, the thing always that I will do first is makeup. So it's a natural extension. And you've brought out Trini London, to us, which is now available in Australia. We're super, super so excited. Exciting. What is the inspiration behind your makeup brand? I think when I was doing all my shows and, and writing books and things, I kind of had a lot of women would talk to me. And I made over on a one-to-one about 3,000 women. And they would always tell me what they found challenging. And what inevitably came up was their sort of confusion at the beauty counter and always saying, whatever age they might be, what suits me? Tell me what suits me. 
And I found that there were phases in a woman's life where she would get stuck. So, you know, going from being a student to your first job, having a baby and going back to work, divorcing your husband or partner, uh, going into menopause, becoming invisible in old age. You know, all these things can be testing times for a woman. So I had that in my head. And then I had them, you know, kind of... All the, uh, the shows I did, I did a show here which was on Foxtel. It was the Trinity Center Makeover Mission. Mm-hmm. But each time we'd have a different makeup brand. So in Australia, we had like Napoleon. In Israel, we had MAC. In Poland, we had Ignot. And I'd have like a team of sort of 16 or 18 makeup artists. And they'd all be quite young. And they'd all do the trend of the season on every single woman. Like right. they're all in the red lip. And I'm like, I'd come down, would have made them over, made them look fabulous with that. I go to have my own makeup down. I'd come back down and it would be like bedlam. And I'd be like, no! <laughs> <laughs> so these poor women and, and, you know, some of them never wore makeup in their life. So I spent my entire time then rushing around and, and taking off stuff and telling them what to put back on. And, and in that process, always... You know, looking at how you look at a woman's makeup on her face and and the synergy around makeup and the skin, hair and eyes. So I kind of knew, you know, when I realized that I myself, I was compartmentalizing all my makeup and even Ray Morris, who's who's helping with, um, you know, doing the makeup for people who are coming in to see us. She said to me, when I see her 10 years ago, I had all those little things I put together and those formulas I created in a little stack already five years before I, I started really getting the idea, getting some investment behind it and doing it. And I just wanted something simple. I think life gets really confusing and complicated. I think in clothing, you know, I grew up in an era where there were only about two or three high street stores and then suddenly there were 100 and how do you choose? Mm. The same There's in so makeup. Many choices. So yeah. many choices. Mm. Skincare, so many choices. Mm. And, and women just want a solution. So I wanted to have a, a brand that was the solution and that's why, you know, a lot of my audience is a 40 to 60 year old woman. And there's a lot of younger ones too, but there's that audience that grew up with me. Mm. And for them, it's, you know, how can I convince that woman that buying online is easier than buying in a store? I mean, I can tell you in a nanosecond that the amount of times I've been misdiagnosed at a beauty counter and I walk outside Mm. and that, you know, lighting in the department store, I come outside and I have an orange face. Mm. So I thought, how can I actually create this algorithm, which will, you put in your skin, hair and eye, or you go through the Trini Tri models, whichever way you want to do it. And you think that looks like me. And then we send you the stuff. And the foundation is the color of your skin. Right. So So this is all done through the website. All done through the website. So the idea to put your trust, it's all about trust. So in England, I have an element of trust. So there are a number of women who follow me on social media. So it was an easy thing. They didn't know I kept talking, I'm going to launch this thing. And they didn't know if it'd be skincare or makeup because they know I'm obsessed by both. Yeah. So they all rushed to it and embraced it. And then they told their friends and said, actually, you know, these were like 20 to 60 year old women. I have like, you know, quite a lot of older customers too were saying, go online, you can do it. It's going to be better than going to House of Fraser and getting the weird sales assistant. I guess and a computer knows best. You well, know? it's, it's more <laughs> than a computer because it's a lot of research by mm. when we... You know, I first had all the formulas um, finalized and then we did all the colors. Mm-hmm. A makeup artist who I worked with for years called Shosha. We sat in my bathroom and we made over a lot of women together. And whenever we made them over, we'd look at their skin, hair, and eye. We had a huge chart on the wall and we'd look at all the colors that we had, 49 shades, and we'd put which ones they could wear and which ones they couldn't. So it's not really based on a computer. Mm, Ultimately, it's great. based on machine learning. Yeah. But mm. I think 
there's so much gamification around makeup. There's so many little kind of things you can do, like, you know, try it on online. But you need that sort of wisdom and thought behind that for it to really work. You can't have some sweaty men in a dark room being nerdy and creating <laughs> something for women. Yeah. You know, it's got to mm. come from a woman's knowledge um, or an expert in, in women's knowledge. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, and you mentioned your audience online on social media. I have to touch on it because it's such a prolific Instagram account you have. <laughs> I'm a huge follower. Thank you. I want to know. So the media landscape has changed hugely since yeah. What Not to Wear mm. days. And you've changed with it. And I really want to know, like, how did you, was it a natural progression to move on to Instagram in the way that you have where you're sharing and so candid? It was, what was interesting is when I stopped doing TV because nobody wanted to do TV with mm -hmm. us anymore, you know, it sort of dried up. We always have these flows and ebbs in our career. I was like, you know, I had 6,000 followers on Instagram. I did a few little photographs, like 2014 when it first came out or whenever. It came out 2013, I think. So I did a few things and then... I went to see Facebook one day because I was just sort of expanding my horizons. And they said, Trini, you're so known for television. Just go back home and stick the phone on the wall. And I remember actually being in the meeting at Facebook and, and just they showed me how to do a live. So I did a live. And suddenly all the people were saying, is that you, Trini? Well, that's <laughs> so cool. Thought, oh, my God. How to capture. Like this, and, yeah. you know, this is this is. I was like mesmerized. Mm. And then as I did it, I just thought everything has to be film. I, I'm not about a flat photograph and, and airbrushing shit. I just want to chat, mm. you know, a bubble diarrhea chat. <laughs> so I could. I had this medium. And also I didn't have an editor, you know, deciding how should Trini look on TV. I was my own editor. And the, when you come from a TV background, to be totally in control of your output is the most freeing thing you can imagine ever. Mm. Because then... It's like such a true judgment of you. You say, this is me mm -hmm. putting it out there. Whoever connects with it, come and join in. And so this audience started appearing and growing on Facebook and on Instagram. Slightly some crossover, but some quite different audiences. And then on Facebook, we had these women who started this kind of thing, the Trini Tribe. And, you know, they started their own pages on Facebook and they were following me and they would continue the conversation I'd started and then all, you know, jump in. And so we thought, this is amazing. And at the same time, Trini London had launched. So we then said, okay, well, you can use our logo and we can just help you grow in your own territory. So now we have about 13,000 members around the world. There's mm -hmm. 22 of them. And they're just, you know, it's an opportunity where a woman can be positive, not feel anyone is going to judge her. It's very judge-free. And we're quite, you know, we have a little thing on the beginning, just like lots of groups on Facebook. Like this is yeah. not a place yeah. to to be mean to other women. It's a place to be really sportive. And, and if you say, I found this, what do people think? People give objective, you know, things. So they're just expanding on what I do with them. So as I'm not a 30-year-old Kyla Jenner thinking I want 400 million in the bank... I find it very exciting to be at this stage of my life. And I've had highs and lows. I've had times when I've sold all my clothes to keep running this business. And, and really, you know, even though it's not wolf at the door, it, for me, it was a really change of circumstance mm. to starting something where there's a movement of women as well as a brand. And that to me is immensely satisfying because then when I kind of walk in the, like even in Sydney I walk around and you know I, I went from lunch today to Hush PR who do my PR down the street and three women came up to me I went hi how are so you and, and, and you know, literally fantastic. in the space of like 100 yards and and what I like most is there was no hesitation in their thought of coming up and telling me anything mm. I think with social media you do share so much and I, yeah. I noticed on 
on Instagram, there's now the Trini Tribe Australia, yeah, which must be really exciting. Yeah. And I just love that 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 whole women supporting women. And yeah. I think that's what these these groups seem to be all about. Yeah, because I think there are times, and you'll all find this, we're all different age groups, mm-hmm. but we want to slightly reinvent ourselves. Mm. And sometimes the difficulty with reinventing yourself is your older sister or your really old friend will still want you to be the person you were and not the person you want to be now. Exactly. You know, a lot of women get divorced or decide to kind of go and change their career or move country, whatever it might be. And they, they just want to have the freedom to do that. And these groups, they have meetups and a lot of them don't know each other and they meet up and they form new friendships Mm. and what they have in common or what's you know, spears their conversation is just chatting about things I might start the conversation on. So they have a common ground and they're drawn by let's have positive energy. You know, I, I wake up some days and I don't feel full of it, but I really, I get it from having chats with them too, you know, mm. and there's this mutual help of each other. So I love that it gives a woman the opportunity to think, who do I want to be? Mm. And let me sort of test that out on some new friends. You know, we talk about social media being very alienating for teenage kids, but I think it can be an amazing place to meet new people and then come together with them in real life, but just start that conversation tentatively, like a little romance online, and then and then meet them. So I think it's interesting because you said it's immensely freeing, and then you're saying your Trini tribe is finding it immensely freeing to... Be themselves, be a different version of themselves. I think exactly. It's very interesting. Yeah. You've obviously shared a lot of candid moments on yes. Instagram, <laughs> including masking on the back of a motorbike. Can yes. you tell us about any others that you've done or what the masking on the mo- back of a motorbike is Well, the mask on the back of the motorbike is that I go every couple of weeks and I do a morning show where I do the fashion and I'm very aware of the pollution in London and I have lots of dry sheet masks and I just you know, one day I just thought, actually, that's a great solution. So I put it on. I have a hairnet. Put, it's quite also, inspired. Yeah. So, so that I go on these uh, limo bikes. They're, they're, they're motorbikes that are kind of like Ubers, okay, but but better driven. And so they provide a hairnet. So I put it on and then I put my mask on. And then I arrive there and my face is plumped. And I haven't <laughs> had any, you know, any pollution on my face. I've had a few weird looks um, <laughs> by people. But I'm at a stage where, you know, I was coming to, I don't know where I was going. Um, I think I was on my way to something Oh, to probably the project uh, to go and do that show. And I just decided, let me put on my portable LED mask. I saw this oh, on Instagram. You know, I saw it. So, so I put it on the back of the car and the, the Uber driver, I mean, first of all, he'd nearly run me over. So he was already <laughs> shaking and he'd broken my glasses and nearly run me over. And oh, he said, in God. 35 years, I've never been in this situation. And then he just didn't know how to talk to him. And then I put this thing on <laughs> And I saw him look in the mirror and just said, I won't talk to her. <laughs> just like, I'm just going to let this one go. Yeah. I'm just going to get there. Yeah. But I'll do it anyway. I mean, I am. Um, I have a certain vanity in terms that you know, I uh, Trini London is my baby, but I need you know, I, I'm photographed a bit, and I don't want to look tired and and really drawn. So I am vain enough. Think I'll you know, like I packed eight masks coming to Sydney. I did something on the plane. You're you know. amongst like my yeah, okay. people. Oh, eight yeah. masks yeah. is nothing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that's that's so reassuring. Yeah. I mean, I think our today. stacks would be up to yeah. twenty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people actually their stacks they they say. To, I, I had a lot of lace because you did free shipping on um, yesterday yeah. um, on Trinity London and also reduced 
shipping um, for Australian nights. It's oh. a, it's half what it used to be, so it's much easier oh, to buy. That's, that's great. Fantastic. But we had these women saying, "Oh, my stack is becoming a tower." Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it was fantastic. It was just so exciting. Speaking them. of stacks, like I would love to know, you know, you're such a makeup beauty junkie. What are the makeup products that we should all own as women? I think every woman should own blusher. Great. I really I do. Much more than bronzer. Because I think bronzer flattens a face and can be put on so it looks unnatural. But most women, apart from, well, I'd say to the lightest brown skin, will flush. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a... Uh, you know, a kind of amplification of a an aroused woman in the nicest way of saying the word <laughs> aroused. Um, and if you have a brown skin, still that kind of little just warmth on your cheeks, it just, it's endearing. It's like, you know, when you have a friend who's got sort of munchkin yeah. cheeks and you want to go, yeah. oh. And it's, so I think there's something incredibly appealing and it's not threatening and it makes you look well. So I love it so much. And Trini, um, just on blush, can you tell us exactly where to put it? Well, every <laughs> face is different. So yeah. I think if you look at somebody who says, put it here, it's like, no, w- look at your face shape. But I think two of the big misnomers are that a lot of women say smile Smile. (laughs) and put it up there and if you haven't had Botox and you're over 45 that when you stop smiling your 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 cheeks go down and then your blusher is too low so I always believe it should be what is the apple before you you know when you don't have to so if you smile and then you release it where that apple was is where you should put it because then your eyes look brighter and that's what blushes should do it should make your eyes just pop perfect blusher fantastic yeah Yeah, so what are your other four my other four, I would say something that isn't a foundation. I mean, I invented BFF because I wanted a thing that would combine things. It's a skin perfecter. But I wanted something that would give you a glow but not a shine mm-hmm. um, and give you a tiny bit of color but not perceptible on your skin, just bringing everything together and protect your skin. So that to me is is a product, you know, if... I had seen many like a CC cream or a BB cream or a tinted moisturizer, but nothing had done it. So that's why I I invented BFF. And I, um, I've heard you talk on Instagram about men wearing BFF as oh, well. Oh, like it's such a eleven percent of our customers are men, which I love because there's fantastic. no it's, it does give like you the, the glow, kind of, yeah. but not the shine yeah. and not the shimmer. Yeah. I've got it on today, and it's lovely. oh, you look gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. And we've got three more. What are your other three? Oh, my other three. So I'd say BFF. And then I will have to say Miracle Blur. Because um, I always wanted something. Like when I've done, you know, my face, I sort of think I want to now control the shine. But I also want to control where my skin is separated. You've got very poreless skin. And you have poreless skin. And you have a few pores, like, you know, just, I'm just pointing to the lovely lady who's doing what's... Our lovely producer. producer. Um, (laughs) And and so I have on my chin separated skin, and then some people might have a scar, or they might have, um, you know, marionette lines and things. So Miracle Blur fills in lines a bit. It's like polyfiller. I really is that. like polyfiller. Our before and afters are untouched in terms of the lines and stuff. And it just gives a blur. And it's sort of when you have a very strong T-zone, um, it will it will mattify it. So that to me is like... Sort of like filter in a pot. Yeah, it is exactly. You know, I don't believe people need to do an Instagram filter if they use Miracle Blur. Mm. I really... We I, love I, that. Yeah. We sell one every 23 seconds. Whoa. Yeah. Testament to how good right. Yeah, that yeah. is. Absolutely. So so that's my third one, isn't it? And then lips to cheek. Yeah. Lips to cheek. Yeah. Yeah, a, a, something that you put on your lip and cheek. I mean, lip to cheek to me should be something you can even put on your eyes. Yeah. I love I love synergy in makeup, mm. you yeah, know, and too. I think it's really important just to have that kind of nothing jars, mm. you know, and, and colours aren't suddenly warm on the eyes and cool on the lip. 
Um, That's so, quite a trend, having the tonal, like yeah, one tone yeah. across the whole but place. I, I, but I feel that it's like, you know, we might have colour blocking in fashion, but tonality as a concept in fashion is a timeless thing. It's a way to wear colour, so you see richness of colour. You know, so if you're if you've got red, wear it with burgundy or orange or pink. Don't wear it with black because black will cheapen the red, make it look cold and uninviting and you want it to give it all its fire. And the same with makeup. If you contrast things too much, they look they look cheap on your face is the only way I can put it, you know. And if you have colors that really go beautifully together, it's there's this richness and depth and warmth. Mm. And it does that to your face. So I, it's kind of really really important to me <laughs> yes okay and what about we have to quiz you on skincare yeah. I watch your your videos where you're washing your face in front of your live audience and yeah. going through all of your different layers of skincare and what you're trying that week yeah what are you trying at the moment that you and just what want do you love to, yeah what are you mm. loving what am I loving well I have I have my favorite so on on Trini London I have this tea time blog and mm-hmm. so I have secret sevens and and in those secret sevens are things that you know I have in my secret seven vitamin C I have Jamarini that I've used for 25 years so and good. then I have Allies of Skin which is my newest 30% vitamin C phenomenal vitamin C um so you know, there's there's ones that, like, do they make the mark to go into the secret seven? And there'll always be an organic one, an inexpensive one, and, and, and the ones I just think best in market. Mm. So for me right now, I like, what have I brought with me? Yes. Okay, yeah. because, yeah. like, when you travel, it's not always the time for me to try new things. No. no. Um, We've done that. Yeah. yeah. It's We've just done like, that. Talked We've about it on our yeah. 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 It could be bad, yeah. especially if you do it in an aeroplane. Yes, it's, it's like <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the worst thing. So so I have with me, um, my cleanser is actually a new brand I love called Ven, V-E-N-N. Yeah, right. And uh, it's like um, Decree, the Decree. They're mm-hmm. two brands, an ABC. They, they have these kind of brands who say, here's four products, they're incredible, they're incredibly expensive, but they'll deliver everything. Right. So they have a moisturizing cleanser, which I love. It's sort mm-hmm. of like a balmy gel cream base, but I use it with a mini Foreo and clean my skin. And then I follow that with some Julia Hunter skin therapy, which is an American dermatologist. Mm-hmm. And she has a sort of lactic, glycolic um, exfoliating um, like a gel, gel. Like a gel. gel. Right. And then I use Biologique P50. Oh, yeah, love that. I, love I that. use the strongest one because I that. have asbestos skin. <laughs> and then I use, usually after that, I'll do the vitamin C, C for Ulic. And then I'll do, this is like my vegetarians look away, colostrum serum from Biologique Recharge. Awesome. It smells like you have a farmyard shit on your face. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously. It's like the poo from the fresh cow. Okay? And because how long does that last with you? Okay, well, then I quickly put on some Vintner's Daughter. All right. Um, yeah, but it is unbelievable as a serum. There's no other serum like it because it gives you a plumpness. A sort of very inexpensive dupe but working in a very different way would be Antipodes H20 Skin Plumping Serum which right. I love as a product yep. it's a beautiful um, I think it's either New Zealand or Australia yeah, yeah. Antipodes you can yes. get it here Antipodes yeah. Yeah. you yeah. call it yeah I, I always pronounce it wrong I pronounce so many things incorrectly <laughs> so I've done the I've done then this is the all clostrum. in the morning or in the evening this is in the morning right. I haven't got on to even yet so then I'll do if my skin is fine, I'll leave it. Otherwise, if I need nurturing, I'll do Nanette de Gaspé. She has this day cream, which is like creme de la mer without the chemicals, but with that same kind of moisture kick and beautiful. And then I do um, my BFF. So that's morning. Nighttime, I do 
probably, I mean, I shouldn't do this because I have a lovely face. You said never go near oils, but I do. I do de Mamiel cleansing balm, which is this beautiful cleansing balm. Mm-hmm. It's like a really wonderful one. Then I'll do a sort of the Julia Hunter cleanser again, mm-hmm. and then I will do... So double cleanse. Double yeah. cleanse. And then I'll do her peel, which is a peel that stays on. It's a lactic peel, but it stays on. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do a microneedling pro 0.5, in very crisscrossy, soft feathering motion. And then I'll put another layer of the peel on so it penetrates deeper. Then I'll put on night regeneration, which has some retinol in it, but it's a proper retinol, not a palmitate. And then I'll do her, it's a a vitamin A serum. Mix the two together, put that on, and then I'll put some tretinoin on top. So my skin can take a lot. (laughs) Because tretinoin... Microneedling every every night? I microneedle every three nights probably. Right. But I just feel, you know, if anyone's listening thinks insane and hundreds of dollars, you know, if you take a Garden Wisdom retinol or even the ordinary retinol, I mean, their 1% is stronger, by the way, than their 2%, to microneedle before, I'm sure you've had this conversation, yeah. but it's going to go so much deeper. So, so much deeper. if you're on a budget, just take that microneedle to be able to get those ingredients to go really much further in and, and work much harder for you. Mm. Mm. I, heard that I heard from a professional that if you do microneedling up to three times a week and yeah. you're religious with it, it's as if you're doing a professional microneedle every month. Yeah, it is. Which is good. Yeah. It's great. So. And it doesn't have the downtime that sometimes you get when you do a professional one because you feel mm. yeah, you, you can might have a bleed day a bit. Downtime, and, yeah, I think mm. you can. Yeah. Mm. And Trini, we ask all of our guests this one question. Yes. And it's what do you get lippy about? So what's your one beauty message that you like to tell everybody about? You don't need to slather yourself. I mean, my, my passion is to talk to young girls about the make under, you know, because there's so much stuff out there for the makeover for them and just like caking and baking and building and contour and highlight and where have they gone? Mm-hmm. And to be able to say to them, you know, they might have at 13, 14, 15 watched these films, loved it, been drawn in, felt their skin was bad, but they might at 20 have great skin and they're still doing it. And I want to say, let me take it off you. And the mountain girls, we do this happening. So in Duke of York Square off the King's Road, we start to do this thing called We Think You're Routine. So we, we, we produce TV shows at the drop of a hat. But this is <laughs> yeah, one of I love that you and, do that. Um, so we thought, let's just go into Duke of York Square and let's just do a call to action and just say, hey, anyone who'd like to just kind of get a bit of makeup, we're going to turn up so like sort of 80 women turned up and there were these three two girls from Belfast with their mum and they were like perfectly made up to meet me and it's a really difficult one where you know somebody has made an effort to meet you and you want to kind of say let's Just start over get the micellar it's, water in there yeah. and take <laughs> but it all can off. I tell you it was like Charlotte and John who, who, who worked together on it literally 20 um, pads to get the makeup off wow literally so wow. like wow uh, it was like a double wear on steroids, you know. You're like a few more pads. Yeah, a few more pads. And, <laughs> few um, more pads. and so then they got down to her bare skin, which was immaculate skin. And it was like, and then they put it back on. And it was that thing of let's put enough on that she thinks she's looking herself. But yeah. uh, less on that we think she looks the most beautiful she can look without having to do that. So then and how did that, they find it? Today? And that moment, you yeah. think she's going to put it up. And so because she's Irish and so she, you know, put up the thing and she went, Yes, I like it. I like it. I like it. And then her mother goes, it's nice, Brittany. It's, it works for you, darling. <laughs> and then her, her sister goes, oh, I like that too. I, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that, you know. And so you kind of see her seeing it, mm. which is like, if you could do that, if I could do that to 100 girls before I die, I'd be happy. You know, just so they can see themselves. Yeah. 
And do you think the other end, like the older women, are, they equally. get stuck in ruts Well, the well? older women get stuck in a, in a rut of, you know, this thing that when they felt great about themselves, that's the makeup they chose. So if I look at women who are my contemporaries who are now in their 50s, maybe in the 80s they did quite a thick foundation and they did a bronzer and they did a black eyeliner. Mm-mm. And now 25, 30 years later, they're doing the same. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't work because it closes up their eye and their skin has changed color and texture and and they are wearing quite a heavy foundation too. They might, might you know, kind of like a, a double wear type of texture. And so that woman does come to our, we have a kind of HQ place and you can book appointments online and they come in and, and they have this whole one-on-one. So it's like for me, whenever we do what I would define as a retail experience, it has to be very different from your idea of a retail experience. So if you go into Fennec in London, which has our product, you book online, you make an appointment, you have that 45 minutes, a makeup artist looks at you trained by us does match to me immediately which is the online you know Mm -hmm. let's sort out your colors so every makeup artist is is doing it how I want them to do it because when you're a founder and you create a brand the hardest thing is when somebody dilutes your proposition you know because it's like you you built that up the, the the concept and the presentation of it and how you want women to feel and if somebody takes it in a different direction it's like it's like somebody stabbed me (laughs) <laughs> so having women who can tell that story, who can amplify our message, yeah. have to be really, you know, we choose carefully a woman who doesn't wear a huge amount of makeup behind the counter and isn't intimidating and also will let that woman leave thinking, I can do this myself. And because we're 90% online, that's what we try and do online. So we will have how I, how to, but the amount of times we'll have women 18 to, to 81 doing their makeup saying, this is how I do it. And I want a woman to just look and think, I can do that too, mm. you know. And, and that's what exactly you want. You want yes. to be able to do it yourself. If it's too impossible, the perfect glamour yeah. makeup, you're not going to be able yeah. to achieve that at home. No, and then it's kind of the letdown. You buy all the products, you get home and you think, oh, my God, where do I start? Yeah. 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 What was yeah. the order again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Trini, for coming in. We are so lucky to have you visiting us it's today. It's to, lovely to be here and just chat. Just have that. <laughs> it's very nice, actually. I do love podcasts because it gives you a time to just be calm and chat and have nothing around you and just. I think, like your social media, it's kind of re- a bit more real than, yeah. you know, like we're so used to glossiness and filters. Yeah. And I think it's podcasts are becoming more popular because of just the the realness people can sort of imagine themselves yeah. in the exactly there isn't a filter in the way no, no. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just a microphone just a microphone <laughs> Wow, what a woman. She's awesome. I think it's quite safe to say, Sal, that you and I have joined the Trini tribe. I certainly have. I'm a follower. You've tried the Trini London products. What are your thoughts? Well, Trini literally sat me down in the makeup chair and did the full makeover with her products. And I just love them. They're super natural. She's all about the make under, as we just heard. So it wasn't about full-on makeup, but it was just natural, glowy. You just look a better version of yourself. And I really... I really like that and I think and the other thing that I love about her products is it's so easy to use. You can use a finger, you can use a makeup brush and you can take them anywhere. Your win, skin, win, win. Your skin looked glowing when you came back I know. when I saw you. I was it was like, so What's good. Going on there? I know, Trini London. And we'll be sure to put a picture of Sal's glorious, gorgeous Trini London face in our Facebook group, the Get Lippy Podcast. I'll definitely put it up. Well, that's all we've got time for today. We'll be back next week with our lovely friend Carly for another Beauty Packed episode. But in the meantime, please leave us a review. Let us know if you're a Trini Tribe member. And if you're listening, take a screenshot and upload it to Instagram. Say hi, tag me. I'm at Bettina Tyrrell. And I'm at Sally Hunwick. 
Until next time, guys. See you. Bye.